Welcome to Level Up Academy, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We are expanding our podcast to business leaders and community experts who are sharing their adversity that each one of us experience and share their story to inspire and inform our world. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator an opportunities designer and a compassionate leader. Hello, Level Up listeners. This is your host, Dr. Leland from Level Up. Today, I have my partner in crime on a lot of things happening soon. Ishani Bell, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Thank you so much, Dr. Leland, for this amazing opportunity. My name is Ashani Behel, and I am a master's student studying education and international development with a special focus in technology. I just completed my thesis, and I'm an instructional designer by profession, and I also have my own project called Sustainer that is a combined marketplace and learning network that which connects businesses with sustainable alternatives and I think I'm so excited to be on this podcast and I'm so excited to have an amazing conversation with you Dr. Leland. I think we've had so many amazing discussions so far and I really can't wait. Yeah me too. So let me take you back kind of giving a background of who you are can you let us can you let us know like in the last 10 years what have you been doing that is a very interesting question in the last 10 years is a really long time but to maybe briefly sum it up i went to several schools when when i was young because my my dad uh used to work in a bank so there were a lot of transfers that used to take place So I was always exposed to this very new form of environment throughout my childhood. And that, in a way, kind of sparked a lot of creativity inside me. And at the same time, a lot of resilience inside me as well. Because there would be things that I didn't really like in going to school. Like, for example, just constantly memorizing things. That was not something that I really, really enjoyed. And that was kind of my journey in school. It was basically building up that resilience to adapt because I was constantly changing my environment, which really taught me a lot of things. And then I decided to sort of take a step and study uh, and do my higher education abroad in the UK. I studied uh, politics at King's College. And then I uh, worked at the United Nations Development Programme for a period of two years, and I started my own venture. Then I did my master's in education. That's where, that's what my passion came to be after working in the field of development, international development as well. And I think those that, that has kind of been my journey in the last 10 years. I've kind of sort of navigated my way through exploring different opportunities in the field of entrepreneurship, in the field of education. And that's how I came across instructional design, which is my profession right now. And I found it so interesting because it kind of aligns all my experiences that I've explained that how different 
areas in life can sort of transform you into a person and help you align those kind of areas to what you are doing right now so i think that in a sense has been my journey i still have a lot of things to do and i'm really looking forward You're being so modest. I love it. And so if you guys don't know, Ishani is from uh, New Delhi and she went to school in the UK. So she's truly an international student. I have a lot of international students listeners. And so if you guys are thinking about going to school abroad, what kind of advice do you think you could give our students? I think the first advice I would definitely give is that don't go by student, always go by rankings and don't always go by i'm going to study in the number one college in the whole entire world that shouldn't be your intention your intention should be that i'm going to study what i really love to study and i'm going to figure and if supposing i don't know what i really want i will figure it out and i i'm going to study something that will help me figure it out mm. you know you because i believe that a lot of people sometimes have a lot of high expectations of going into higher ed that they will figure out their life that you know i get into college and you know that's it you know my life is sorted i'll get my job and i'll get my and i'll be able to earn my income and you know life will just move on and it's not all that it's higher education is an experience and it's an experience that teaches you it's an experience that makes you grow So I think my first advice would always be to students that first of all go with the intention that you're going to learn something you're going to become a new person after you graduate. Don't go with the intention that you're going to get what you really want because sometimes that doesn't always matter. And secondly, be open to new opportunities, be open and be extremely sort of communicative in what you really want and talk to your professors and 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 talk to your peers because you'll be able to make the most out of it and it's not always about academics it's about so much more mm-hmm. and like i said it's an experience how did we meet ishani <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting question dr leelan i think we met through a course right yeah an idiot flow yeah yes and just imagine how we've come along in such like such a long way and i think i i used to hear you dr leland and i remember so many valuable points you to make in our cohort whether it was through the community that we created or even through the live videos and and the fact that i think we all i surf i don't know maybe this was an intuition but kind of figured out that we had similar synergies of trying to understand what education is about when you actually mentioned that i feel like education should be about fun and it should be interactive i was just like oh my god i need to talk more in <laughs> <laughs> my language yeah i really need this. so yeah i think <laughs> yeah, I love that. And most of the people that actually are on my podcast or have been on my podcast or going on my podcast is that there's got to be some type of connection. But at the end of the day, I think at our human core, it's all about collaboration, right? 
And I, I think that we wouldn't have met if we didn't have synergy or like minds on certain things that we like, like immersive learning or learning and so that there's employability, right? Those are like the key words that kind of kick in in my head when I reflected on how I met you and how, how our, our friendship and our professional relationship has evolved because we are passionate about something in education, right? And it could grow to something bigger. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, you can't, if you see somebody that you just are curious, it's the end of the day, you're curious, like, hmm, that's something I'm really interested in and passionate about. Wonder what her thoughts are, right? And I think, I don't know if it was Tara or Luke, I don't remember, or maybe it was William, somebody posted an idiot for like, you need help. And I think it was Tara, like, oh, she needs someone to interview. I'm like, oh, immersive learning. I love that topic. Right. And that kind of kicked into me. So I think at the end of the day, being a student is not just about like your own journey, but your own journey outside of you. And collaboration is totally the key. But also you have to take intentions. Like you said, you need to be intentional on what you're passionate about. And just go for it. What the worst thing is, I don't want to talk to you, right? I mean, that's really the worst thing. But I have not met anyone yet that I've I've actually talked to that they don't want to talk or they don't want to collaborate because they are passionate about learning. And so that's what I love about. But do you have any kids? Are you a parent? Do you have any pets, significant other? So I am 24 years old right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's available. <laughs> um, yeah, I think right now for me as well in my career, I think I just really want kind of this time to myself and for myself to like sort of make myself the best version of myself in a way because I really believe that I really believe in the power of the mind and I really believe in the power of being completely independent as well. I think that's one thing that my parents have always taught me. That, mm. you know, you should never always, you should never be dependent mm-hmm. on anyone at, in your life, uh, either financially and even like emotionally and socially as well. And I think that makes you, again, really resilient at the end of the day. So that's why right now, no, no family, completely single, kind of doing my own thing and uh, learning it up along the way and, and figuring out what to do next I think I'm pretty sure people who are in in my age group as well are Mm -hmm. figuring out a lot of things and are exploring a lot of things and I know that it's a very confusing time sometimes and it's a very tough phase as well for for a lot of us but I think we all get that I'm really glad you said that because people sometimes go in a hurry and they just that's not what really what they wanted. So exploring on what you want and focusing your energy on establishing yourself. And when it comes, it comes right now. It's not your intention. So I like that. But I'm curious, how did you become a student in UK? Like, what was that like? Like, okay, did you just close your eyes and you're like, okay, if my finger steps on this, this is the school that I'm going to. Like, how did you become a student? What What are the challenges that you have to go through in your journey? So this is, I, I really love this question because I think it really kind of talks about the fact that what were my kind of intentions of coming here and why did I choose to come here? So I'll tell you a really funny story. Ever since I was in seventh grade, I always actually dreamt of 
I was studying abroad. And I think one of the main reasons was, of course, the fact that I would be able to get that independence that I always really wanted to. I, when I actually, and I prepared myself to do so at a young age, I didn't tell anybody about it, of course, it was my own sort of little secret. And I said that, you know, I will try to get a scholarship and I did and I, you know, I would come to the UK and study something that would at least help me, like I mentioned earlier, that would at least help me grow. Because Dr. Leland, you know, when I was in 11th grade, I was still really confused about what I really wanted to do. I mean, you you will not imagine I have gone through so many thoughts in my head. There was sometimes I would have dreams of maybe becoming a Broadway actress. And then I would have dreams of becoming a pianist. And then I would have dreams of becoming, I don't know, an archaeologist after watching Indiana Jones. So I knew that I would be extremely influenced by a lot of things, by movies, by my friends. And then I, so sometimes you really don't know what you really, really, really want to do. I came across this really interesting course at King's College London called Liberal Arts. And what the Liberal Arts course basically helped you kind of harness was the fact that you would be able to study different subjects in your first and the beginning of your second year. And then you would be able to specialize in a field and you would get assessed on that, the late latter sort of journey of your college life. I was just like, okay, this is something that can at least help me figure out what, what I really, really want to do. And I, I was somebody who was very curious about liberal arts and about this whole idea of interdisciplinary studies. I found that very, very interesting because... What interdisciplinary studies made me do, which was basically the course that I ended up going to at King's, was the fact that it helped me connect the dots. So supposing I would learn about economics, I would connect that to something that I would be studying in politics. If I would study something in politics, I would try and connect that to something that I was studying in psychology. And that skill started harnessing within me as I learned throughout the course. It was tough. I didn't get it at, at the first time. But it was the skill that, that, that really under, made me understand what I really wanted to do. So I know this is really weird because when you ask people, everybody has an idea. Oh, yeah, I wanted to do math. I wanted to do economics. I'm talking to you that I actually didn't know what I really wanted to do. That's why I chose this course. But it definitely helped me figure out what I really wanted to do. <laughs> Even if it took me three years, it, it helped me figure out. And I, I really, really, you know, would be grateful for the fact that I studied such a course. Even though it was tough and it, I went through my highs and lows. But mm. it at least helped me become a stronger individual. Okay, so for those of you, which is most of us sometimes when we're at that age where we just don't know what we want, we have we are we have a lot of passion, we we have a lot of likes, we have a lot of like skills that we could use here and there. Liberal arts is a class that you need to take. Uh, that helped Ishani. So that that is true. I mean, I'm so impressed that you're at such a young age, you actually are, you know, getting your master's already and focusing on your intentions of becoming more through your journey and you're curious, right? At age 24, I met my husband and I think 
yeah, I married him like the next year, 25, and I had my first baby at 26. So yeah, <laughs> and I was only, I only had a bachelor's degree when I, when I met him then, but I was, I supervised about a hundred people by then in the call center. Uh, I was a manager for, I don't know, five and a half years by then. But yeah, I'm just trying to think, I'm like, wow, 24, that was the age I met my husband. You know what I mean? Like, that is so, I mean, you never know, Ishani, you never know. Uh, well, thank you for, for that. Yeah, you just don't know, right? But at least right now, your focus is on something that you're passionate about. Now, this is the questions I usually ask everyone. Has COVID-19 pandemic affected your life? It definitely has. I think in, during COVID, I was luckily at home. And, you know, for the first, because I'm kind of an overthinker. And first weeks or so, something like that, when we received the news of the COVID variant. And I was I was just taking it all in because I really didn't know what to do. I I was really, really lost. Because my, at that time, my contract was ending. I didn't know if I had to go for my master's. I actually had to defer my master's by a year. And I was really lost. I, I was just like, okay, I'm I'm sitting here idle. And I think those, in terms of my career life, I, I was just like, those were one of the most challenging years of my entire life because I would even try and apply for different jobs. Nothing, no opportunity, nothing would happen. And receiving the news and, you know, about, you know, relatives would kind of make the whole atmosphere really negative. And I'm pretty sure everybody has gone through this. And I think that's when it really sparked, something just sort of sparked within me that, you know, why are you sitting here idle when you can create opportunities, your own opportunities? Sometimes when you don't, when you can't find an opportunities, you have to create them. And that's when I actually thought of Sustainer. And I, like I said, I tested and tried several different business concepts, implemented them. I, I almost even created this kind of pouch that helped secure masks and I tried selling them. And I, I bought fabrics and I, I, I even tried to teach myself how to stitch and how to, and you know, how do you collaborate with different businesses. And that was the time when I think my my learning outcomes were was enhanced by maybe hundred percent because that's when I was you know you you had that drive to learn because you wanted to make something happen and I feel that's when education really really works because when you're so excited about something you just really want to figure it out you know and then that's when sustainer hit me and I was just like you know what I'm finding all of these vendors what if i had a community of vendors who created sustainable alternatives and i could connect them and educate them about sustainability that's when this whole idea of sustainer came in and i i sort of led this you know mvp platform where i would every single day i would connect a business to a sustainable alternative vendor and they would curate deals harness deals and they would learn about sustainability and then I took it to the next stage at my master's. I found a co-founder as well who really helped me rebrand what my business concept was all about. I tried to get a lot of funding and I pitched it and it got through me and it got a lot of different forms of leads that I never even imagined. 
and i learned so much about sustainability during that time that i didn't even know that i could have learned maybe through a different platform but it was through entrepreneurship it was through designing something it was kind of like through instructional design and you know that's why i feel like you know covid 19 was a really challenging time but it was a blessing at the same time for me because it helped me learn so much about education and entrepreneurship and immersive learning that i'm focusing on today So, yeah. Sorry, no, that's good because I like the to hear the journey of, you know, where it is. I lost friends, close friends, and family member during COVID, and oh, uh, I thought I was gonna lose my mom because she has lupus, and so she got infected. I think five times now till today, but with COVID, and she had the original COVID, and then the variant, and then another variant, and then she got all the kinds of COVID. It's just crazy, and. that was really challenging but also like you said sometimes when you hit a wall and you're like i know i'm better than this right or you at least trying to convince yourself that you are better than this and it's like almost begging for some work to happen and nothing happens you're like you know what why am i doing this why don't i just create my own thing and see from there and i think most entrepreneurs who really stay with their craft and their passion are successful years later like for example you know tomorrow we're going to talk about canva so i research anything and everything about canva and i didn't realize that the owner of canva was filipino she's australian she's only 34 and she's a billionaire and it basically was birth because in australia she was trying to do some type of like website or some type of design but it was so difficult to create designs and she's like oh my gosh i don't understand So she tested different platforms, different ways to doing it and she birthed Canva and her husband was actually her partner or co-founder and you know she's worth billions of dollars and she's 34. And so you when you hear these things and you're like, "Oh, Canva is new." No, Canva was born in 2013, right? It started then and look, it's just now. Hello, it's 2022. right so that means you have to stay with your passion sometimes it takes years and years and years and years and years even the the late apple ceo basically said with apple even though it got huge they 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 he wanted the leadership to feel like it's still a startup because they want to harness that same passion that you and I have in creating our business the excitement the curiosity the ability to be resilient that grit it's like no one and nothing is going to stop me because I'm this it doesn't mean we don't have bad days it doesn't mean we don't feel defeated in some days it doesn't even mean we don't have any anxiety or depression in some days it means all of that But at the end of the day, it's like the fin- phoenix, right? You die and you get reborn. Every day, it's like we die and we reborn. I'm like, okay, what is today? What are we doing today, right? And so I love that. But as far as college and being a student, what do you like about being a student? I think I really like the fact that first of all, really work on my communication skills. I think being in college really teaches you how to do that. because you're all by yourself and you have to figure out okay how do i set my routine how do i sort of what do i do where do i go and which classes do i take which modules do i take 
and you know i i was somebody who was kind of like an ambivert in school and kind of an introvert in engineering school <laughs> in my way to an ambivert in high school but i was still not being able to i i, I would still feel shy you know i would just be like okay you know i don't know if i should talk to this person should i, I i'm 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 too shy i don't know what that person will say what if you know some something doesn't work out i think college is really especially being in a in a completely new zone in a new city in a new environment completely new environment you don't have your parents you don't have anybody you're just like you have to do it you know you have to go out and talk to people because that's how you figure out what college is all about i think the moment dr leland i started opening up a little bit that's when things started to happen i would try out different societies that i didn't even know that i would want to try out i tried out the ukulele society <laughs> i think that was that was so much fun and mm. it was so therapeutic because you know after classes you're just like okay i'm really tired of learning theory i want something different and you know i feel college gives you that space because when you start working sometimes you you don't have that kind of time and energy i'm pretty sure you would understand as well college gives you that space to figure out so many different things about yourself that you really didn't know about and it also gives you a voice it also teaches you how to actually you know communicate and that's when i sort of came across student elections and student union and how you how you can actually not exactly sell yourself but try and understand how you can sort of start working on your personal brand you know i would stand i would go for anyones and that was when i started really opening up that's what i really liked about college the societies the sort of uh, extracurriculars uh, as well as the i'm going to be very honest i didn't enjoy studying the theory bit too much because i was not somebody who was very very theoretical but then what i would go what i would do is that i would sort of have conversations with my professors which i really enjoyed so much just going into their office hours at which really took place in third year quite a lot because i would ask them okay how do i do this assignment i don't get this what are you what are you talking about i would really understand about what my professors journeys were were like that's when i really got interested in education uh-huh. so definitely i think yeah i think just wait was yeah. it on ground or online classes uh oh at, at that time there was no covid so this was uh, completely offline face to face face to face okay did you ever took classes that were online i mean i think when covid hit when i went for my masters i think uh semester 1 was online those were kind of when i when i started taking classes online which was again a different experience to get used to to figure out but you know dr leland i think you've mentioned this in in a very interesting in our webinar as well that we had on immersive learning that you know how online teachers uh, teaching actually makes you stronger in a way that's what i uh, really loved about my experience uh, of sort of online learning that you know even if we're not there yet at least we took that sort of big leap to figure out how to get there and and figuring out you know zoom calls and sharing the screen and 
doing all of that. Of course, in the beginning, it's very weird. It's awkward. Yeah. Like, I mean, thank you at the end of every single conversation. I was not used to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is so funny. You're right. You're right because it's it's a different conversation, and that's what I was trying. I was actually very curious because I used to teach online and on. Well, I still teach online, but on ground, and it was a different experience. But at the same time, the same. It's like imagine two circle, but then in the middle, there's that middle where it's like hybrid, right? And I think for me, when it comes to teaching, I didn't see any different other than technology, but the ability for the students to turn off their camera where I don't see them if they're actually listening or not. And that was the most challenging for me as a teacher. And also as a student, I'm still in school getting my second master's and it's all online. So I'm like, yeah, it's really difficult. Sometimes I feel like the teachers are detached a little bit. You don't get to ask them unless it's an you know, office hours, whereas in, in on ground, you kind of harass them and follow them after class to wherever they're going and start talking, right? And so that's that's the only thing. But how do you stay inspired in your class? Like if you were to talk to another student who's going through like, okay, I can only afford online right now. I can't do on ground. Like what would be some type of advice that you would say, hey, stay with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's a really, really interesting and also tough question, Maja, as well, because I think, of course, when I was also working, I used to basically teach a, a number of online courses on sustainability to a number of um, uh, children. And I remember, again, no cam- cameras were all off, audio just on, and I think there was this, I guess detachment for sure i think that detachment sort of came from this whole idea that people just assume that online learning is boring you can't do anything there's like there's no flexibility that you really can't make the most out of it because people just started assuming that you can't make the best out of bad situations that this is just going to be like this we just have to wait for this to pass so first of all i think i would try and work on maybe changing that intention, that it's not all that bad if you think it's bad. Because at the end of the day, it's all about your energy is right, right? If supposing you think something is going to be bad, it is going to be bad. But if you start thinking about the fact that you want to make things positive, you can make those kind of things positive. So I think my advice to people who are trying to understand online learning and online education and understanding these technologies, I would ask them to stay with it because I feel that I would first of all tell them that there are different ways through which you can actually learn and you have to be more open. If supposing you don't understand something, it's fine, talk it out. You can switch on your cameras. It's completely all right. It's a safe space. And also with the fact that, you know, after you're even done with class, I think online learning also gave us to a certain extent a little bit more time as well, right? Mm -hmm. That we could spend on ourselves. So I would say that utilize that time. And you can utilize that time in any which ways. If you feel that you are not being, you can't communicate with your professor, maybe talk to them. Maybe have a one-on-one session. 
there's no harm in that. You can always do that. There's no harm in sort of voicing out what you really want. You don't even, if supposing you feel that you can't understand a certain topic, maybe shoot, and I know it's tough, but maybe shoot them a, a mail and tell them that, you know, I really didn't understand what what was happening in class. It was really difficult to figure, it, figure out. I think the more we communicate, Dr. Leland, the more this act, the more we we're able to understand these technologies. Because I'm pretty sure that if supposing we're creating quizzes and games right now and focusing on immersive learning, it might have all started because of a student who wrote to his professor that, hey, you know, I can't understand. Yeah. <laughs> You're boring. I've never yeah. been told I'm boring. I have been told I, my pace sometimes is too fast. And so I'm like, okay, I need to slow down. But then you don't want to slow down to the point where it's condescending that you're thinking your students are stupid. So then you have to have that kind of middle ground where you need to be. And I always have told my students, I'm like, listen, I have never been rated less than a five out of five. I'm not bragging or anything like that. What I want you to, to know is that that rating, I really take it to heart. And the reason I'm rated that's because I beg you, if you are not understanding not even a word that I'm saying, please ask me, right? Because I don't know everything. I'm going to tell you that right now too, but I know something. And then if I don't know something that you're asking me, I wouldn't be talking about it in class, right? Because I, if I can't explain something in class, there's no point in me teaching that subject, honestly. And so, and if it's outside a class that you want to extend the conversation, I will know somebody who knows somebody who knows that topic. Okay. I will beg people in my network. I'm like, I don't understand. Explain. But usually what I do is I research what it means and what it's all about. Right. Because at the end of the day, if you are just a curious person, you will find your way. Like, hello, level up didn't start with anything. I, if you're looking at my roadcaster, there's way too many buttons. I'm not an audio video person. That's not what I do. But guess what? YouTube is your friend. I literally spent 60 to 80 hours like weekly to figure out how to do it. And I'm still not good at it, but I can come by. You know what I mean? Like I can go by with it and, and still be OK. But I love curiosity that you're you're actually giving before we end. I wanted to see because a lot of people are listening all over the world. I'm so proud of you guys. If you were to create a project, right? And I, if I could remove all barriers, all constraints, like financially, you'll have all the unlimited money. For people, you have unlimited help. What would that project be? And what would that project look like? I'm going to be very honest and transparent with you, Dr. Leland, because this is something that I, I really love this question because I have been trying to figure out what my project is going to be throughout my life. But, you know, Dr. Leland, I really believe in, in sort of improving on Sustaina at, at some point. And I think that I have, I, I may not have figured out that project, but that project is close to my heart. And I really want to improve on it. I want to really improve and sort of try and create a project that what, what Sustaina is all about is basically education. It's ed tech. And it's about how you can create an immersive experience by harnessing values amongst your students, 
by curating business deals amongst them and teaching them more about sustainability. And I feel that those, you know, at the end of the day, I have three passions in my life that I've really figured out. One is immersive learning. The second is education. Third is sustainability. And I really want to sort of merge these three things in my life. That is my vision. That is kind of my goal. Because I really believe that with today's climate crisis that's going on, it it has sparked a lot of thought in my head. Because I've, I've really figured out that, you know, if you're able to, first of all, respect what you have already and be grateful for what you have, you can make the best out of it. That And you can think of so many different ideas, so many different products and technologies through thinking about sustainability in a very interesting way, whether it is in the kind of domain of products, services, even designing, sustainable design, green business design. That's why I really feel that sort of this, this education and awareness can only happen through immersive learning. And immersive learning can only happen through when you create value amongst different people and stakeholders in, in kind of your project. So maybe for now, I, I really want to focus on this project and, and try and improve upon it. It'll take a long time. And I want to get as much of experience I can to improve on it. Because I know ultimately, I have a very soft spot for it. Yeah. And maybe not right now, because I still need more experience. But don't give up. Canva was born in 2013. And now she's big in 2022. Ishani, we got years to go, right? Might as well be productive. And I will be that person that will help you because, and, and, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, because I do love immersive learning. I took you to, you know, gather and there's technologies out there that we do not have to have expensive things to immerse ourselves, right? But what makes it different, because other people probably are thinking about it, but what makes it different is that the passion that you have for helping others, really at the end of the day, curiosity, I mean, people like curiosity kills the cat. I'm like, well, this cat's not going to get murdered anytime soon. <laughs> this cat needs to go and make sure that the world knows we could do better, right? Because I'm doing it honestly for my kids. Okay. I have an 18 year old and a 15 year old. I'm doing it for the future of my grandkids and my great grandkids. I'm probably not going to make a dent in the world because I'm a nobody in terms of the whole world. They don't know who I am and my intentions, but I'm trying my hardest within my community to know that we can do better, right? We can learn differently. The old ways of learning, sitting down, teachers up here, students are here, does not work, right? It needs to be, my, I have a lot of wisdom and I have a lot of experiences and I, ha I have a lot of ideas. Can you, 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 you help me? so that we can do better for the future. That's what I'm trying to do. And I think what we're trying to, to accomplish with uh, Level Up Academy is going to help you get there because you're also going to learn through your own research, through your own passion, and we can maybe even emerge into a different parent company. You never know, right? We create our own opportunities because it's not out there. Usually, like, um, who was I? Denzel Washington, I think, was talking to our graduates and saying that, you know, people don't see how hard you work and how many failures you have. They only see the outcome.
right? The light bulb. Do you know that, you know, it took a thousand, a thousand tries before that light bulb was on. A thousand. So I'm like, okay, let me count how many failures I have. I got a thousand, two thousand to go for. I cannot give up, right? And I think when people give up in their dreams and aspiration, that's when ideas give up. But at the end of the day, how do you stay and feel inspired, Ishani? Mm. You know, this is, I, I love the kind of enthusiasm and, and the kind of podcast is just so inspiring. I think I'm just going to listen to it whenever <laughs> I feel um, You know, honestly, my, my supervisor um, recently told me this really, really interesting quote. I'm forgetting who it's by. But this was at the time when I really couldn't figure out my thesis. And I was just like, what do I do? So he told me this one thing. And I think I'm going to tell this to the audience. And I hope this works out. When fear comes in your life, when you start to fear something, learning stops. And that's when failure actually takes place. But at the end of the day, if you're able to embrace failure and learn from that, it can turn into success. And that's something that I think that that I keep on thinking about every single day of my life. You know, at the end of the day, when stop fearing things, because when you fear something, then you automatically stop start to lose hope. So never fear and always be strong and even if supposing there's failure and there are those lows that the challenges that are coming through your way you will be able to suppress them and actually uh, harness what you really really wanted to dream about i've always really the way i stay inspired dr leland is basically through manifesting what i really want to do and that has been sort of part of my upbringing as well. Mm -hmm. I've always been taught that a human being, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people know about this as well, that we only utilize 10% of our Mm -hmm. uh, human capacity. Mm -hmm. We can actually do so much we don't really know about. Mm -hmm. And there are, I mean, there, I am not trying to be all philosophical. and (laughs) Yeah. This Marvel fanatic, and I'm telling everybody that, hey, you know what? We're all superheroes. We're gonna save the world. No, but we try. No, <laughs> but, but, can, but honestly, I really feel that if supposing you have a dream and you really feel that it's gonna, it, this is this is what I really want to do. You work towards it, and you will stop overthinking so much about it. It does happen. It does work out, and. I mean, it's it's really, really funny because you, you really don't expect it, mm-hmm. that it will come your way, but it does. So just, I think for me, the way I stay inspired is, first of all, don't, if supposing you have a hobby, keep that. Don't, don't let that go. Like, I love playing the piano and I love, you know, sort of even singing. And I would never, ever let that go because that's part of my identity. My, my sort of my culture is part of my identity. I would never ever let that go. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, manifest what you really want to do. I, I'm not speaking like this um, really weird yo- yoga person 
sitting in the hills talking about manifestation that just meditate and manifest and but just put that in your head that you're going to achieve it because you will so believe in something and i always i i think i always told it too like when you believe something right be intentional in every step of the way and where you're heading whether see when people talk about failure i hate it when they like oh i failed but but really you learned <laughs> you learn you're not really failing you're like you didn't really fail you learn and i think the fear of failure like you said is like a a death sentence to innovation because exactly. you just stop and then you feel bad about yourself and then you go to self pity and then you just go spiral hill it's like oh my gosh you're right don't don't lose your passion i have a lot of passion i have a uh, volunteerism i love to volunteer a lot on everything um i love that and that's my passion makeup is my passion and skincare. I'm literally double your age, Ishani. <laughs> like uh, and so it's it's just crazy, but and I love creating things. I I'm not good with art. Don't make me draw to save my life. I will die. It, it's just not going to happen. But when it comes to makeup, I used to make to do makeup for junior Broadway shows for like 60 kids at a time. Yeah. My kids sing and I I'm not good. I do karaoke, but not as good as my kids. They do love art. They love singing. My oldest went to I want to be a medical doctor for like all her life and then all of a sudden I want to be a rock star. I'm like, "Man, I don't have a basement for you to live in for the rest of your life." Uh but she's good. She's an amazing singer and she's she creates her own songs, you know? And I'm like, "Okay, we'll just take this one day at a time, you know?" But thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate our conversation. I mean, we dig deep on on as a student, as a person, as a business entrepreneur and our dreams and hopes and aspirations let's see what's tomorrow ishani right <laughs> what tomorrow brings we don't know we really don't know but on honestly i'm really looking forward to it because you never know what might happen but at the end of the day dr leelan i think i i love the fact that we were able we were able to sort of do this because i think just this this whole podcast was a learning for me in itself because i think throughout our conversations i'm pretty sure we learned so many different kind of things and that's that's why i really love the the whole the power of podcasts because i feel that sort of having the space to talk about people's journey is it's it's so beautiful because it really talks about the fact that you know every journey is different mm-hmm. every journey is unique at the end of the day the outcome is always you know the fact that we really want to achieve what we really want to achieve and we're there to help each other out like as you said collaboration yeah honestly i i always believe in the statement collaboration over competition anything yeah yeah because at the end of the day who are you really competing like for real you know what i mean like who are you competing you're literally i tell my husband all the time you're not competing with anybody you're unique you're yeah. competing with yourself yourself yesterday probably sucked at something and you're going to do good on that today and then you just go cycle but compete yourself from yesterday not with anybody else because anybody else doesn't even have your background your your thoughts your failures your opportunities nothing right so just compete with yourself for sure thank you so much today ashani thank you dr leland
Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you have any questions, email me at lua l u a at level up by Doc Leland. Doc Leland spells D O C L E Y L A N D dot com. Lua by Doc Leland dot com is open for consultations and courses will be offered soon. I will see you in the next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.